Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted every week by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for tuning in again this week. I, my topic this week is just, it was suggested by my colleague and co-Lighting Showroom Association board member, Kirsten, uh, I'm sorry, Kirsten, I do this all the time, Kirsten Reese, <laughs> she's going to literally murder me when she hears this, but that's okay. Um, just get an easier last name. Um, I can hear her saying, Lisa, it's like five letters. It is easy. Anyway, so um, I'm just the worst, but she suggested this topic, and as soon as she said it, I said, oh my God, I love that topic. <laughs> so here we are. What we're going to talk about this week is how to create accountability when you work for yourself. I think about this all the time because while I am very driven and have a real need to succeed and do a good job and all of that, um, there is a whole other life going on outside of our work world, and it can be real easy to get sidetracked into that. And um, yeah, maybe let some other things drop or dangle, or I'll deal with that on Monday, or I'll deal with that tomorrow, you know? So there's a real challenge when you're um, a business owner, when you're, you know, essentially self-employed um, to staying accountable and keeping on top of your workload. So um, I, again, I think about this all the time. Uh, like one of the biggest reasons I personally um, deal with this a lot is because of the volunteer work I do for the Lighting Showroom Association, uh, including this podcast. So it is actually a big chunk of time it takes for me and Kirsten to, um, Kirsten spends a lot of time on the LSA, almost as much as me. And then we have a, a third board member, Zell, um, Zell Duda out of Charlotte. And she, see, I got her last name. I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, <laughs> y'all just correct me. Um, so we all spend a lot of time on this side project that we're, you know, wholly responsible for, but also have other jobs and stuff to do too. So there's a lot of need to create accountability amongst our group to make sure we're getting things done that we need to get done. And, um, I know we all experience this in our everyday world with our regular jobs too. Um, it can just be so easy to say, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Tomorrow, I don't want to do it today. <laughs> so this finding a way to create personal accountability, I think about it a lot and it's super important. So I'm going to start with like the obvious thing when it comes to accountability when you're self-employed and it's money and finances. I mean, it's such a black and white way of judging your success. And if you're doing a good job is to look at, you know, your financial statements. But for me, if I'm getting paid to do something, I sure as heck am going to give it my all. <laughs> I don't ever think of a paycheck as like a gift or something that I'm entitled to. If I am making that amount of money, whatever that amount of money is, I sure as heck better be working hard enough to prove that that money is well invested in me and my energies and my 
ideas and my skill set, and it's all you know, kind of wrapped up into one. I would feel too guilty for me personally. I would feel too guilty taking money from whoever, you know, um, any business, whatever, whoever owns to employ me and not giving back 110%, um, to make it, a, to make me as an employee, like a worthwhile investment as something that was good and right and necessary for this business to do. And so, uh, back before I owned my own business, I certainly had that mindset. And now that I own my business, it's actually gotten worse. (laughs) That feeling of like, I have to prove my value and, you know, because I do take a salary from my business and, um, I want everyone to feel that all of my time and energy I put in as the business owner, co-owner and leader is absolutely worth that salary. And it's not just like dollars wasted. It would just weigh too heavy on me to take money and not put in 110%. I know that's not really a thing, but you know, in an, an extreme effort to show that that money is well invested and well worth it. So I think a lot of us are money, money, sorry, money motivated that way. And that like, you know, there's a financial stake And it's important for that to all, you know, be worth it. So I think that, you know, it's probably like the easiest thing to do, right? Like is I create accountability for myself by the fact that I make a salary and I have requirements of jobs and tasks and things I have to do based on that salary. And that doesn't go away whether it's a holiday, whether it's a vacation, whether it's the weekend, whether it's a Tuesday, those responsibilities are there each and every day. And it is my job to hold myself to that standard and continue to work and do everything that is necessary for me in that business in order to make that investment in my salary worthwhile. And that is extremely important to me. So it's probably the thing that most easily motivates me, right? If you're going to pay me to do something, I'm going to get the job done (laughs) because I'm just not going to be a person that gets paid and takes the money, goes to the bank and goes and sits on the couch. Can't do it. Just don't have it in me. And I think a lot of us, especially as entrepreneurs or business owners, um, have that. <laughs> so that kind of is an easy thing. But the thing, the next thing that I do to hold myself accountable that ha- um, can be the real kick in the pants I need is I tell other people something that I'm going to do because I cannot stand to be embarrassed. So I, you can probably tell where this is all heading a little bit. It's about knowing yourself and the things that motivate or demotivate you. I'm motivated by money. I'm motivated also by not being embarrassed. I really hate being embarrassed. Like, oh, some people have <laughs> like no shame, right? Like, it. Just, and this isn't a bad thing. We're just all different this way, right? Like some people can say the wrong thing, put their foot in their mouth, Um, I'm sure I do that plenty, but I feel a lot of like internal embarrassment when I realize I've like misspoken or, oh my God, that's not what I meant. Or, oh, I said I was going to do that. And the whole world knows I didn't. Just that sense of embarrassment is so strong for me. 
that I can really use it as a motivational tool <laughs> because I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> so maybe embarrassment isn't your thing. Maybe there's a similar thing that, uh, you know, you get that like, oh my God, the last thing I ever want to feel is X. And then use that as a way to hold yourself accountable and keep yourself moving forward. So I don't like to feel embarrassed. So if I say to my employees, my colleagues, to Kirsten, to Zell, to whomever, that I'm going to get something done, I'm going to get it done, <laughs> whatever it takes to do it. Now, does that always mean that I get it done right away and perfectly? No. Does it mean sometimes I rush and take shortcuts? Yeah, it does. And I'm never proud of that, but at least I got the job done. So there's always work. There's always room for improvement. Um, I have a tendency in life in general to get overexcited about things and like rush into them. And I need to sometimes remember to like take a step back. <laughs> that also ties into that embarrassment thing. Sometimes when you rush into something too, too aggressively and without too much thought, um, you do have a tendency to like misspeak or say the wrong thing. And I'm, and I'm afraid of doing that. So <laughs> I just don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable anyway. So for me, another thing that helps me hold myself accountable is telling someone what I'm doing or aiming to do, or I'm going to have this done by X time frame, And I am certainly going to deliver because I don't ever want to be the person that says I'm going to do something and doesn't do it. I promised you I would deliver. I'm going to do it. If it means I have to work all weekend, if it means I have to stay late, if it means I have to get up early, whatever that, whatever that translates to, I'm going to make it happen because I told you I was going to. So for all of us, that accountability person might be a little different or it might be different based on the scenario, right? But the way I use this most is if I know I need to do something for my business, but I'm struggling to find time to do it, I'll, um, if it's something like my staff and I have talked about and they know that I'm supposed to be working on, um, maybe it's an email marketing campaign, right? And I've been saying, I'm going to work on this email marketing campaign and get it out to our customers. So we've talked about it. We know the ideas. We know the concept. Literally, it just falls onto me to sit down and do it and get the message crafted and get it scheduled and sent, Right. So in order to motivate myself, to keep myself accountable to making that happen and not getting sidetracked by all my other little tasks and duties that I have during the day, I'll send an email to everyone and say, okay, thanks for the input on that marketing campaign. Uh, the email is going to start delivering on whatever date. And I build in a time frame that I think is legitimate and works for me personally and works for the objective of whatever the program is. And I have put it down in black and white and my whole staff knows it's going to happen. So if I don't deliver, I'm going to look like a bad leader and I am never going to look like a bad leader if I can avoid it. There are plenty of other things that happen <laughs> in our lives, in our world to make up, uh, to have the potential to have a bad leadership moment. I'm not going to shoot myself on my own foot. So I hold myself accountable by sending these emails and saying, I'm going to do this by this time. And then my whole staff can look at me and know that I promised this thing and I will deliver. So it's kind of like, I think they do this like in weight loss, maybe sometimes like tell a partner or a friend, 
uh, what you're working on, what you're doing, like what your fit, fitness goal or whatever is. And that telling that other person can hold you accountable. So I do that in a lot of situations with the LSA. I'll tell Kirsten and Zell, I'm going to do this by this time frame. It holds me accountable. It keeps me doing what I say I'm going to do. And the same thing, you know, in my business. And it also has this other impact of like going public. I used air quotes when I did that. You can't see it. But anyway, of going public with whatever your 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 task is so that you can't hide behind well I wasn't going to do that I you know I don't know what idea you know <laughs> like just pretend like a whole thing never happened once you publicly say uh we're going to work on this email marketing campaign and we've done the strategy and the planning behind it well then you have to execute right like it, when you go public with this idea with these concepts um, just like letting the ball drop there isn't good for you. It isn't good for your business. It isn't good for the morale of your staff. So when you go public to them with something that you're working on or going to do or a shift the business is going to make, that definitely holds you accountable to make sure you make it happen. So that's my other, those are, those are my big strategies right there <laughs> for holding myself and my, um, uh, my goals and everything, um, holding myself accountable as a business owner and a business leader. So those are the things that work best for me, but there's a whole bunch. I did a little research and I found some other, um, ideas of how to hold yourself accountable. And I'm just going to read through some of them and talk about them because I think some of these might work for y'all, <laughs> um, even though they aren't ones that have always worked for me. But uh, the first one is uh, like creating a mission statement. And that's kind of similar to that, like writing it down, going public, whether you necessarily share that or not, but something that like gives you focus and allows you to, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to hold myself accountable to this statement, to this mission that I made for myself, and I'm going to make sure I get there. So in relation to that, like mission statement is setting micro goals. I actually talk about this with my team a lot as ways to keep themselves accountable and motivated um, is you can't do everything at once, right? So if you're trying to like take a big bite out of all of your tasks, you're probably not going to get much and not do a great job at it. Like <laughs> if it's like a giant cheeseburger you're taking, trying to take a huge bite out of, like the toppings are probably going to slide off the bun. You're probably going to get like no, none of the meat is just going to be a disaster. But if you do things in smaller increments, set micro goals that aren't as daunting, you're way more likely to be able to get them done. So just take tasks in smaller bites, smaller chunks. And that can be like a really like in a checklist kind of way, really useful to keeping yourself accountable and keep um, kind of like that reward cycle going. So if I know these things need to get done, let me just make a quick list of the 10 things I need to do today and then check them off as I go. And if feeling like you've gotten your checklist done helps you feel like engaged and accountable, it's super, super useful to do these smaller tasks, smaller chunks. So using lists to help get you there, it can be really, uh, really motivating, I think. Like, oh, I've gotten 
eight tasks done, two more to go, and I'm going to call today very successful. Um, for me, that can be very empowering, empowering and useful. So, um, reward yourself is another accountability strategy. Again, I, you know, a lot of these accountability strategies, it'll, this will tell you a little bit about my personal uh, life a little bit, but is a lot of these, um, strategies are born out of like, constant attempts to lose weight. (laughs) Sorry, it's a little embarrassing, but you know, like as uh, somebody that is always struggling with trying to maintain a healthy balance, um, but also really enjoys eating, (laughs) like there's, it's just a constant struggle to hold myself accountable to whatever my personal fitness goals are, right? So as I was thinking about how to hold myself accountable in my work, it kind of naturally was like, oh, these are the things I try to do to hold myself accountable in my fitness journey too. Um, it just turns out I'm more successful about it <laughs> with my business uh, because it has this like real impact, not just on me, but on everybody that works for me. And I'm so motivated by not disappointing them that... Um, that it's a little easier to do than when it's just talking about my own like personal health journey. But um, rewarding yourself is a great way to hold yourself and create accountability. Um, so whatever that reward is, uh, so it kind of ties into what I was talking with at the beginning about money, like money is a great reward for me and not necessarily making more of it, but, but what, well, that's always plan A, but even if it's not making more of it, it is, um, uh, but, having your worth be valued and like having like those, that money coming into your bank account every payday and knowing that, yes, I worked hard so that those dollars landed in my checking account and it, and it was worth it. And it was a good investment for my business and for everyone that works for me. For me, that's a great reward that helps hold me accountable. But there's any number of things like uh, maybe it's being able to like take a Friday afternoon off. Maybe that's your reward because you you busted it from Monday through Friday morning, and so your reward is a Friday afternoon off. Whatever it is, like finding that thing that makes you want to work a little bit harder because you know you have that reward at the end of it. Whatever it is, that can be a great way to create accountability when there's nothing else to motivate you, right? So um, focusing on your strengths, trying to improve on your weaknesses, um, that's a great way to keep yourself going, like really thinking about um, okay, I know I'm good at this. So let me work on these things that challenge me. Um, and let me find a reward in that I have improved on X, Y, and Z. I think that can be a great way to do some internal accountability and also business growth, um, by not being afraid to focus on those things. Um, get feedback from your team, from your business partner, if you have one. Um, sometimes that like, I'm not always the best with constructive criticism, um, because I'm a sensitive, sensitive soul, (laughs) but there are a few people that know how to speak to me that I will absolutely seek their feedback on and take that to heart and work on improving myself accordingly. Like it just, it's, you know, 
you have to have good like emotional currency for some with someone to make this like accountability method work. Like if you don't have an emotional connection to someone and you ask for their feedback, like you might it might just to be too easy to say, ah, eh, they don't know me well enough. That that doesn't that doesn't impact what I'm doing. But if you have a great relationship with someone and you ask for their feedback on how you're doing and what you could be doing better, I find that that really sinks in and is a great way to manage your own internal accountability and have other people say like, yeah, you're doing a great job at this, but you can work on this. And when you can take that feedback with an open mind and an open heart, it can be really, really powerful and impactful. And honestly, I have to say one of the best ways I've ever changed as a business owner is through the feedback of my fabulous team and my employees and most importantly, my business partner. She's an amazing person who's very quiet, very behind the scenes, very no nonsense though, and is not gonna like fluff you up just to say something nice. She is has just a very clear head and a clear mind about what we're trying to do with our business, and her feedback can really shift and refocus how I'm viewing and holds me accountable to make sure I'm doing what is necessary for our business to grow and succeed. So that's been a really, really valuable one for me as well. Now, I think some people can accept more feedback than I personally can take. I can only take it in small doses. The other things motivate me way more, <laughs> but for someone that um, doesn't have quite the sensitive soul that I do, <laughs> there's probably um, more opportunity there in that uh, getting feedback, evaluating yourself, making changes accordingly, um, that can be really super important to holding yourself accountable to being sure that you get done what you need to get done every single day. I think about this a lot. If you have great accountability ideas of how you keep yourself accountable in your business um, and to do your job when you don't really have anyone looking over your shoulder, um, I would love to hear it. So we've talked about some of my key ones, uh, financial, um, <laughs> avoiding embarrassment, uh, getting uh, feedback from others, taking things in smaller chunks, making a to-do list. These are all really important to me, but I can't wait to hear what your ideas are. Again, the way that we can co collaborate together and share ideas, I think helps makes us all stronger. And um, I would love to hear your top ideas of how you keep yourself accountable and your business growing, even when you really just want to take the day off and sit on the couch and watch TV because <laughs> it happens to all of us. Thank you so much for listening again this week. I hope everyone has a great day. Talk to you next time and take care.